I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Alright, I went to the doctors yesterday Yes, that's true. I got a shot. I got a tetanus shot. Uh Uh-huh. And I got a piece of paper, a legal document Mm -hmm. that is printed by the doctor's office. Yeah. With all the information of what tetanus shots are on it. And it says explicitly at the top, it says, tetanus shots are for children ages 7 and up, adolescents and adults. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I do have proof... That I am at least seven years old. Yeah. It did cost me a lot of money to get them to tell you it was a tetanus shot and give you that form. It, it was a very expensive bribe. What? Uh-huh. But, no, hold on. I got the shot. Yeah. I got, it's, you did I got get a, a band-aid. You, you did get a shot, There's yes. a band-aid on me. Yes, you did get a shot. But, wait, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's, what if I get tetanus now? Well, I mean. Wait, what's tetanus? (laughs) (laughs) Is that even a real thing? You you don't leave the house, and after the shot you just got, you're going to be sitting in the playpen mushing your tush all day from now on, so you don't have to worry about tetanus. Is tetanus an outdoor disease? Basically. Okay. (laughs) hold on i'm processing this hey stop it (laughs) don't do that don't tell doctors to give me other shots why because that's lying no it's not i'm your legal guardian legal guardian (laughs) yeah sure i am check your forms go to the doctor's office i'm pretty sure guardians have to be adults yeah exactly so i falsified those documents too (laughs) Okay, I see. This conspiracy goes all the way down, baby. <laughs> okay. So what are what shot did I, did I get? Uh, you. It did... wasn't the tetanus one, and no. I already had my regression shot. It was permanent muscle relaxant for for your your all your muscles. So now you'll have trouble fighting back, trouble walking. Uh, you will have incontinence issues. You're just gonna start, you know, wetting your diapers and mushing your tush regularly, and it, it is something that you can't help. Um, I actually, it's modeled off of. Uh, they they did research on the muscle relaxants used in your stories. And it, it sprung up a whole new field of, of baby girl muscle relaxant shots. So it, it's kind of a dramatic irony of your characters getting revenge on you. Damn it. <laughs> I'm too good at my own craft. Exactly, exactly. I brought this upon myself. You did. You did. Okay, but it has been a day since I got the shot. and I'm not, I don't feel any side effects. Uh, did you lose the bet? Uh, did you lose the bet? Yes. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Holding, holding your spoon even while your your baby girl hands are are getting weaker. That's that's gonna be a problem from now on. Uh, it, honestly. Wait, that's rigging the bat. You rigged the bat. Again, I bribed the doctors, falsified documents, 
Breaking the bets really just part of this package. I'm going. I'm going full full naughty girl from now on. That's okay. my new. Thing. You're the super villain of our show. Yes. So we I we've am. kind of transitioned away from a kind of co-host thing, and now we are like a a hero and villain podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, well, it's more like damsel in distress and villain. Okay, so so we have I think created a new genre here where like the 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 hero and villain or damsel and villain get in a room together and record a podcast together. Yeah. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking back on that, I think I've listened to a lot of those. I think a lot of cliche like like villains, like storybook villains, if they had a podcast with with the hero They'd of the story. I would probably listen to that. It's basically just going to be me monologuing in, in a kind of extended way from now on about my villainous plans. Right, but then, like, me talking about, like, how you're you're naughty and that's mm-hmm. bad. And, naughty, like, never going to get away with it. We're going to stop you and, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized, like, villains have a lot more creativity in their... Their like dialogues exactly. than, than heroes do. They got they heroes to, always say the same thing, but at least the villains have different. The motivations. villain has to work the extra mile, come up with the clever plans. The hero just they need the, the heroes, backstory. Heroes are reductive, honestly. They they take away the things the villains create, whereas the villains they they come up with with such great plans. Like, look at you. I, to get you this what? far in, into into your regression, I I've had to work like like real hours. I've had to put in plots. Schemes, plans, treachery. Am I the derivative child? <laughs> no, you're the damsel in distress. The damsel in distress also always has lines of character. It's the hero who's bland. Okay. Well, it's good to know that I have some creativity in my character creation. Exactly. It's good to know that I've, yeah. I've developed in a, in a way that has distanced me from other princesses like myself. <laughs> I think the diapers probably are a good indicator of, like... A step away from casual Disney. Oh, but hold on, let me let me write down that you are coming to accept the diapers. The hypnotherapy's working. Cool. Let's get this started. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Welcome to the usual bet and eighteen and up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet and the losers and diapers for the next episode. I am the little sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie E. Elizabeth. I am the big sister and big girl extraordinaire Chloe Elizabeth. Big girl extraordinaire. Uh huh. Those are some some big words there. They are big words. Uh, they are big words for a girl who doesn't spill things on herself all the time. Oh like you. oh oh! Hold on a oh, second. No, I, Wait I, a minute. I, let's bet, let's go to the numbers. The bet was one. Let's go to the numbers. The numbers Chloe. are. Hold on. Winner Chloe. <laughs> loser Sophie. A one in my category for a win and a zero in your category for a loss. The actual numbers of how many things we have spilled on each on ourselves in the past week I, is I'm good. is six for me and <laughs> five for you. <laughs> we it, spilled something on ourselves it, almost every day it, this week. It was really it was a lot more alarming than I expected. Because uh, I'd be like, oh, damn it. God damn it. Every time I look down, I'm like, oh, I've got a pizza sauce stain on my shirt. Oh, I've got, like, like, like burger juice on my, my shorts. And I'm like, oh, now, I still I do. I do. I, I am in a diaper this episode. I am the, the little sister. I lost this bet. However, I do want to have a recount. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to recite a few of the ways that I did get something on me, and maybe some of them don't count. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, and if they don't count, then 
then even though I'm I, I'm in the diaper this episode, you still technically lose, quote unquote. Okay, okay? Let's, let's talk All about right, these. I've got three. The first one is, I was laying in a bed eating ice chips mm-hmm. from a from a cup. I was sure. in a hotel. And I'm I'm like fishing out these little ice cubes and eating them one at a time because I love chewing on ice cubes. One of the ice cubes spilled out of the cup and down my top. <laughs> now, <laughs> ice isn't food exactly. But you were eating it. I think spilling drinks on ourselves counts anyway mm-hmm, as part mm-hmm. of the original It diet. does. It super does. But ice is nor a drink nor a food. No, so. no. You're not getting that technicality. <laughs> it's not going to slip through the cracks here. <laughs> like it slipped down my shirt. <laughs> okay, so that one still counts. Yes. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I, that was the one that I expected to, to, you know. So, another one. I was walking down the sidewalk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I, I went on vacation this weekend with my friend to Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee, you can just, I guess, like, just drink wherever you want. So we got these drinks from, like, this window in the wall, and it was, like, 10 a.m., and I got, like, like a mimosa, right? Sure. 10 a.m. mimosa. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and I'm drinking this, this drink. And as I turn the corner, I stumble over a traffic cone that is placed in the middle of the sidewalk and nearly run into a pole, and I splash the trick all over me. Here's the question. Would a bib have saved you? Uh, not, not wholly. I got a lot on my sleeve, and I got a lot on, like, I did get a little on my chest, but like a lot of it was on my my sleeves. Okay, well let's let's put this in the maybe category. Okay, so it'll be like a tiebreaker. Yes. So this last one is going to decide the fate yes. of. Okay. Now this is the one that I I don't know. I I think I probably am in the clear here. Okay. okay. So. But we you were, did still count it originally. Yes, because I did technically spill something on myself. <laughs> a bib I don't think would have saved me here, but. Um, we were eating breakfast and I got French toast and I'm, Delicious. and I'm dipping the French toast in the syrup cause I like cut it into little uh-huh, strips uh-huh. and I dip it into the little syrup cup. Like, and like you, like you are at an elementary school, like, like breakfast cafeteria. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the that's best how... way to eat French so toast. So do you do that with all French toast? Convert it into elementary school size bites? Well, they're not bites, they're sticks, because when, okay, listen, because when you put the syrup on the French toast, and the French toast gets soggy after a while, mm-hmm. but uh, if you cut it into strips, you can dip it, and you control the sog levels. <laughs> you can never control your sog levels. Anyway, I dipped it into the syrup, and I was, I was sitting close to the table, I was mm-hmm. making sure, don't get anything on me, I was being very, very uh, attentive, and mindful. I dip it in the syrup and I I spill some of it. Like like you know how it runs for a bit after yeah. and it but it falls. And if but it falls on the table and I'm like, awesome, that was the goal. <laughs> falls on the table, not on me. This was an outdoor table. One of the those mesh oh. great tables with <laughs> holes in them. And it just dripped on through. So it falls right through all the holes and falls onto my skirt. No, that's that's it. <laughs> 
It, it fell on you. You need a bib. Bib for a week. That You're wouldn't have helped, jail. though. I don't put a bib on my skirts. I put it on my my top. Okay, my do you want to go to high chair jail as well? A high chair would have prevented that. Bib push high chair combo in all new situations would have protected your clothes. I was outside. I was in the public. There's a public to- eye. <laughs> <laughs> the public vision was watching me. And judging you for being such a baby that you can't help but spill things on yourself. You're a big baby baby. I don't think anyone noticed. Though the friend I was with did make fun of me. Yeah, as they should have. Because you're a baby who needs a bib. Did they say, oh look, you're a bib baby. It was not exactly that <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like I still lost. And you did still lose. I am going to be making sure, as we agreed upon last week, that you wear a bib for every oh, meal. Oh no, I forgot about oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh no, I forgot about that stipulation. Uh-huh, I don't want uh-huh. a bib. Every meal. Here, here. You know if the you're... worst part? The worst part is I'm going to wind up doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to save so many of my yeah. clothes that I'm just... going to suddenly be like, exactly. why wasn't I doing exactly. this? And then we're all just collectively going to decide, you know, maybe she should just have bibs for every meal from now on. It just makes sense. Like, the embarrassment level might actually be, uh... Less? Yeah, it might be less than the, the uh, problems that I have to face when changing my clothes after every meal. Hey, I bet it is. Okay. <sighs> Alright, uh, I want to talk about TV. TV. Yeah, um, this is something that we've wanted to do for a while now on our show. Um, we want to talk about TV shows and being little... And um, we've been kind of building this list for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're just going to we're gonna dive right into that. So, as Littles, we have a problem. It's T- potty control. N- yes, but not that one in this instance. <laughs> we have a different problem. Uh, a lot of the things that we talk about on the show are very littly, littly, like um, baby diapers, blah, blah, blah. And granted, we're like... Diapers, a, bib, baba. We're an ABDL show, and we get that. But also, there's a lot of people in the age play community that are like middles and don't really do the whole diaper thing or mm-hmm, even baby mm-hmm. thing. And um, we want to uh, kind of address how I think a lot of littles are are very similar to those, those middles and, and other age players in that... Um, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking for myself and I guess a little bit for Chloe here. Baby shows suck. Baby shows suck. And like, listen, you might you might get a little bit of like, oh, I'm such a baby watching a baby show. I know when I was like uh, a teen and I was all into like burgeoning baby stuff, I would watch like, like kids and be like, oh my gosh, I'm such a baby. But now uh, th- that that first initial like like rush of baby shows worn off, they're boring. They're just boring. They're boring. I I have a thing about time and needing to like make sure I'm using my time wisely because I I'm I'm a busy bee and I I feel like that's how I'm supposed to live my life. So when I watch a show that simply is not engaging to me or does not do anything for me on a personal level, I think I'm wasting my time. So the reason I don't watch a lot of reality shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or um, like competition shows is because I just I don't see the point. Um, and I, I get this way a lot with baby shows. Like uh, I used to watch a few shows like uh, PJ Masks was one of them. <laughs> and but the problem is I just don't care. Like 
Like nothing happens in an episode that I would I would find to be very entertaining. And I mean, I guess in, for some people, and probably for a lot of people, I think these these non-entertaining kind of mundane, mindless shows are part of being little, mm-hmm. where you can escape the constant uh, need to just like embroil yourself in content. Yeah. Um, and and specifically right now, this segment, it's not about those people. Right. It, it's perfectly okay to like watching, like, like baby, baby, baby shows and be a complete and total toe-sucking toddler. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of the, if you're one of the people that really stands those shows, I think that that, that is a qualifier for you being a toe-sucking toddler. Exactly. But, some people aren't. Oh, hi, Kimberly. Hi there. You look so pretty, Kimmy. You're so cute. Come here. Turn around. (gasps) She has a little frill. Is that like a petticoat going on? No. It's basically a... Look at how many frills. That is so cute. Oh, my gosh. Your bow's not tied. Come here. I'm going to tie your bow. You going to fix my bow? Yeah. Okay. Chloe, roll, roll, roll away. You. Roll around at the speed of sound for me. Woo! Okay, don't move. That looks so much. fun. Can I do that? No, you may not. You'll hurt yourself. Oh. So, Please? No. Can I sit in your lap and do Quiet I think coyote. I tied that wrong. I don't like Quiet Coyote. Quiet Coyote. Like Quiet coyote. So, we are talking about how baby baby shows, like, like for actual babies, are boring. That's true. And how... It's fine if you are a complete and total toe-sucking toddler and you enjoy those baby, baby shows. But what we're we're trying to talk about and what we're getting to right now is more grown-up shows. And not grown-up, but but kid shows that are are made to be enjoyed by by older audiences. It's like the, the Pixar principle. Pixar movies are made for kids, but to be enjoyed by the adults watching them as well. And there's a special quality there that uh, uh, some shows have. I like oh. Pixar movies. Um, but I have a question about your, your previous thing. Which thing? What if you, like, used your vape a lot and then watched the baby, baby show? Would I w- you? Okay, hold on. You like Wait a minute. Way? No, that's... That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe if you're, like high or drunk or something the baby shows would be more interesting well, but then I think you're getting away from some little aspects but then again a lot of people use like pot and stuff to to feel more little so I, I, I think, like banging pot lids together to feel little that's what we're talking about yeah <laughs> you use I, pots <laughs> bang them together yes! to feel little yeah. I love that do you want to do that now no honey <laughs> so one thing, uh, I think that we could do an entire episode on that. I actually, would love to do, like, drug use and littleness. That'd I, be very interesting. What I have if a you whole did episode. It, what if you did it while, after you did your vape thing? And then we would, not, we would then, not make a very good episode. Do, do you remember the drunk intro? <laughs> no. It went very poorly. Did it? Yeah. Was I there? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll have to ask Robin. <laughs> Hi, Robin! Um, okay, so, Kimmy, what's your take on baby show? Versus, like, more um, middle-range, like, kids, adults-ish cartoon show. Like, do you do you prefer, do you, do you like the baby show? Like, do you want to watch PJ Masks? No, because um, a problem with me is if I get bored, then I drop out of the little space. Oh, that's oh. a real good, that's a real problem. That's why the, all the toys that I play with are, 
engaging. Like, yeah, well, like, I gotta... I gotta think, but, like, not math think. Yeah. Like, you're, if I math think, I drop out a little space. You know, like, blocks that you build your yes. little towers and out no, of. No, not my little towers. I do very big, complicated That's uh-huh. Compared to you, they're very little big. That's no, nice I made you. one taller than my bed. That's nice to you. You uh-huh. made one taller, taller than, your than your crib. Yes. <laughs> okay. But, no, and, like, my coloring books, you see my coloring books. They're very, very complicated. They're very advanced. And I always color age. with markers, they're very not big. crayons. They're very advanced for a girl your like age. crayons. You color with markers? I always color with markers. What about the streaks? What? Doesn't it leave streaks? No, you put a you put a piece of paper underneath the thing you're coloring. I'm not talking about bleeding through. I'm talking about, like, doesn't it leave, like, little lines? No. Oh. Well, you should color together. Okay. I like coloring. So, to, to try and corral us back on task, because we find these baby baby shows boring, and you do too. Yes. Uh, we have come up with a list of shows that we think have that kind of like Pixar quality where it's great for kids but can also be enjoyed by, by people with a more adult mindset. Okay. L- little shows or, or childish shows or cartoons that uh, are that adults can enjoy. Yes. Mm-hmm. The kind of thing that Kimmy, when watching, when little, wouldn't get bored and drop out. But they can't be scary or I'll cry. They can't be scary or she'll cry. Do you remember when 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 Pudding was playing Resident Evil and I was little and we were watching and I cried? Yes. Do you remember when I cried because we watched The Princess and the Frog? Yes, I do remember. It, yeah. it does. There is a common theme here, and I think Princess it's the Kimmy. Yeah, yeah, I cried. I guess it was scary when, when, the, sometimes. when the firefly. The firefly. Oh, that's yeah. fair. We that's can't fair. talk about it because that'd be spoilers in case anybody hasn't that seen made it. I'm really sad. <laughs> Okay, so Kimmy, yeah, we have a list of shows, but don't look at the list oh, of shows. Okay, okay, okay. Um, do you have a a kind of childreny TV show that you like to watch and feel little while watching, but it still engages you as an adult? Um, so like this is really the first time I've had like a little headspace here mm-hmm. in a long time. Because I haven't been doing a little headspace a long time. Because you've been okay. busy, 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 well, busy, busy. Well, not only that, but, like, I've been doing the pet thing a lot. That's true. You have been a pet. Um, but, like, um, so I haven't watched a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. But I like Gravity Falls. Okay. Gravity Falls is fantastic. And I like, I like shows that have songs that I can sing. I think, uh, Gravity Falls is one we could absolutely talk about. Mm-hmm. So, um... Why Gravity Falls? Um, because it's very playful, and Mabel is my favorite. That hundred oh, <laughs> percent tracks. You, you're, you're like a, Mabel's a baby got that Mabel. childish energy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because really? she doesn't mean to be like disruptive. Uh huh. I don't. But mean she to is be disruptive. But yeah. she is. Also, I think the reason why <laughs> the show engages a lot with adult minds is it's just a it's a mysterious show. It's got a mystery, an overarching plot, and gnomes. And and no. It also has a lot of fantasy elements that get tied in. Modern fantasy is a really great genre, and I think that that's a really good way of in- integrating a lot of little feelings with a lot of adult mm-hmm, feelings. Mm-hmm. I like vampires. Th- that's nice, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it is a great show because it's super fantastical and super engaging, and it's got that mystery. And I think it, it, it strides that Pixar-y line perfectly. And I don't like Bill. It has a really good villain. Like, absolutely. Oh, it's got such a good villain. I don't like him. 
But it, but the villain's not so villainous that it would knock you out of little space. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like absolutely. It, not so like 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 naughty that that you get like like uncomfortable in little space until the very end. I don't like that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch that. It's scary. People with arms coming out of their heads and stuff. I, you don't want to give spoilers. Well, you can edit it. <laughs> Okay, so um, Gravity Falls, I think it's two seasons. It's a short show, it's complete, and it's great. So It's a short show because it's about short people. Um, Maybe. There might be a correlation there. Uh, okay, so that's our first show that we want to talk about. And thank you, Kimmy, for bringing it up. Oh, you're a very good girl. Should I go away now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You're very Here, lovely. I'll give you butt pats. Okay. So oh, many I butt like pats. Good girl. Thank you. Oh, gosh. What? I think she's mushy. <gasps> Somebody needs Am a change. I yeah, I think so. You I wouldn't don't... even know. Um, um, I gotta go ask Lizzie. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. I like to be on the show. We missed you on the show. Uh, did you? Yes. Did you Tons. really? We did. Did you promise? Yes, I pinky promise we missed you on the show. We talk about our, it like all the time. And our... She still say shame on Kimmy. <laughs> no, the last few times we're like, not shame on Kimmy. Shame on us. Shame on us for not like... Making time for you. Oh, thank you. Do you want to play a board game later? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kimmy. Both Bye. Okay. So we have uh, a list of shows, and Gravity Falls was actually on there. So we have nine more shows that we want to talk about that we think are good for the kind of littles that um, need a more engaging kind of tv show to watch you know it's it's wild that we're actually talking about something constructive and possibly helpful to help people find content for their little space i feel like we need a we have a ratio of like a one to ten we're like one to ten episodes we need to say something that's actually going to be useful <laughs> and then the rest we can say things that are cursed okay i have uh i want to do the next one okay so Kimmy talked about uh, shows with songs that you can sing to, mm-hmm. and instantly my I think head... this is why Disney movies, like, really kind of uh, get that earworm thing with kids, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. why... Like Frozen. Yes, it's the reason why kids get really, really into um, a lot of Disney stuff, is because you can sing the songs. It's... You don't even have to be watching the movie, you can sing the songs. It's engaging. Right. And when I think about that, when I think about a TV show, my head goes, Steven Universe, which was on our list absolutely um so steven universe is five seasons long um it is also complete it has a movie that takes place after the show and then it also has a uh more grown up like post yeah like post show thing that deals with some of the the stuff from the show that didn't quite get resolved but the reason why it's such a good literally show to start with bright colorful fun gorgeous art style it, it hits all those really, like, bright, colorful, literally vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Bright pinks and blues and happy, fun color schemes. And even though the show does have a lot of very adult elements and a lot of adult themes, um, I think what really brings it back is the fact that the at the end of the day, the, the big thing that the show is about is friendship and about being there for the people you care mm-hmm. about. And that kind of, like, wholesome energy, I don't know. It's so good when you're in little space. It feels so good and bright and happy. And I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I think the songs, um, 
they can carry a lot of emotional weight. So when you do sing them when you're not watching the show, you get to kind of re-experience a lot of the things from the show. And uh, I think that's just, it's being able to tap into your emotions like that, I think is also a very kind of childish thing where emotions aren't this this devastating concept that can really get in the way of your everyday life. They're just a part of living. And um, I think kids can feel emotions a lot easier and clearer. Uh, Plus the songs are bangers. They really are. (laughs) Also, uh, I think something that a lot of kids' shows don't do, uh, and they should, is something that Steven Universe does, and it's addressed mental health and a lot of personal problems. I think every single person in the world in some way can identify at least with one Steven Universe character. They can see themselves in that character and their flaws. You have characters with anxiety and characters with depression, characters with PTSD, um, characters that have like, uh, like difficult upbringings or, or characters that have, uh, parents that try too hard or, you know, like, that there's there's kind of something for everyone, and I think that being able to really put yourself in the shoes of the characters makes it an exceptional show. Absolutely, can't recommend it enough. Great for a little time. It I, I think is is one of the the most obvious candidates I put on this list. Yeah, I think it was like one of the first ones. Okay, so we talked about a few shows. I want to get into my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that is. It's Hilda. It's Hilda. I... Oh, you know, I don't know if Hilda fits on this list. It's it's, it's perfect. So, it's for, so such a babyish show, and honestly, you know, it, it just maybe doesn't fit, Sophie. I, you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> um, number one, the show makes me so little when I see it. Um, no matter what I'm doing, I always feel very littley because one, the colors they have these very kind of unique, muted colors that you don't really see in a lot of cartoons and tv shows they use almost exclusively like beiges reds and blues and yellows when you're in like a city and almost exclusively greens when you're not in the city it's got great color direction it's it's so wonderful but um the thing is it's so adventury i think kind of bouncing back to the gravity falls like modern fantasy stuff Every episode is so feels like such an adventure, and it's an adventure you want to go on, an adventure you mm-hmm. want to be a part of. Um, it pulls you in. I there is not a show. It is my little show. When I, when I talk about having a, a little TV show, this is my little TV show. I will watch it a thousand times. I do not care who I am watching it with or how often I am watching it. I just it's so much fun to go on these adventures with these characters. But as an adult, it also is engaging on a personal level where the characters have really unique personalities. They all feel very distinct and different. They come against problems of a lot of oppression and a lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they come up against um, some uh, that the main character and her mom get into a lot of like like Heavy familial stuff. trouble because they like that there's stuff there and then there's. There's this idea that, hey, there's this kid is doing very dangerous things. That's a huge element of the show, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time when a, a TV show has kids doing really dangerous stuff, they just never address it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that can definitely uh, pick at my little space when I'm like, hey, this is totally 
crazy unrealistic. That is a child. Like 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 they they can't just they can't just do that. Is is no one concerned for them? Right. And then and then the mom is like, hey, you can't do that. And and I think that also like reinforces the oh you know like she's she's baby. She's I, child. I also love a lot of Hilda's world space in that. Um, Figuring, I think world world building is such a big thing, especially in like little stories. I think people gravitate the most towards like uh, ABDL stories that um, have a very unique world that the characters are a yeah, part of. Definitely, and you spend most of your time reading a story, kind of figuring out the rules of that world and what's different and what makes it so unique. And Hilda has a lot of that, where um, like oh, these elves operate like this. Oh, they do this this way. And this is totally different from every kind of elf that I've ever mm-hmm. known in media. And then there's these there's trolls and there's giants and they're all different. They have history, they have backstory, they have like emotions and plot, etc. I, It's my favorite show. I will watch it a dozen times. Um, it is two seasons long right now. The seasons are really short, like, uh, like a dozen episodes each. Um... There is going to be a third season and I think a movie uh, coming up, but the show is not finished and season two does end on kind of a cliffhanger. So if you want to wait for season three or the movie to come out, that's totally, totally valid. It is a wonderful little show. Can't endorse it enough. Okay. Okay, what's your favorite? My favorite? Your favorite Little show. Okay. Do you want, do you want, do you want to know my favorite? Yes. Do you really want to know? Yeah. It's probably Phineas and Ferb. That's fair. I, you're the one who showed me Phineas and Ferb. Yes. And when I first saw it, I was like, ugh, I I don't know if I can really engage with this because when I look at Phineas and Ferb and when I think of Phineas and Ferb, what comes to mind is that it's a baby baby show. It's not something, it's not something with a big overarching narrative. Okay, that's like true. Like Hilda or Steven Universe or Gravity Falls. It's episodic. It's, it's episodic. And in my head, episodic is is anathema to to that Pixar quality of, oh, it's Engagement. still engaging for adults. Yeah. I, however, could not have been more wrong about Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Every episode is fully engaging and uh, it's it's got a very unique property to it in which it is immensely self-referential and makes these clever like self jabs and jokes. Even in the first season, where you you'd expect the show would have had to have gained more momentum before acting like that, but the show, even in season one, acts like it's been around forever. And at this point, it kind of has, and it's just super engaging. Also, there is a song. That is fun and ridiculous every episode. I think there's like two or three without songs, and they're all very unique exceptions. Yeah, almost every episode of Phineas and Ferb has a song, and a lot of them are just silly and fun, um, but some of them are really, really good. Like, really good, especially when you get to some of the specials. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they, the like, uh, Across the Second Dimension and, um, like, Summer Belongs to You. I just, ah, uh, they're so good. It some of those songs are crazy fun uh stuff that i would absolutely listen to when feeling literally and jam out to and that's a really exceptional quality i think also the show has has really big emotional depth like like strong moments that that honestly like almost make you want to cry uh at some of the like specials and even on episodes that aren't specials that you just don't expect and I, I never could have understood the depth of this show, 
and can't recommend it enough. I think one of the problems that shows like this face where they're very episodic and basically repeat the same formula over and over again is that it gets very stale and mm-hmm. gets very boring. But the way that Phineas and Ferb does it, because it constantly calls back to its previous episodes, it's like this amazing kind of um, inside joke every mm-hmm. episode. So like you you will watch an episode and it'll say something about a previous episode or it'll fit the formula, but... Uh, it it almost makes a it makes a joke of breaking the formula sometimes, or it makes a joke of sticking to the formula. And um, some of the catchphrases that just keep coming on and on, um, there it's it's so uh, engaging to an adult mind. You know what what I thought of it when I first like started to, started to like consider watching it. Hmm. I thought this show looks like it fits the formula of a dozen other shows. Mm-hmm. It's got its mascot and everything. Two boy brothers who are like go on zany adventures and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was like, I, I have seen this show a million times throughout my childhood. I, I have no interest in in watching another. Right, and I could not have been more wrong. So if anybody has those kinds of really negative, uh, like preconceptions, misconceptions about the show, like I did, uh. Do yourself a favor and challenge those by watching a couple episodes because it's really fantastic and fantastic for little space. Yep. Phineas and Ferb has four seasons and I think two movies right now. Mm -hmm. A new one just came out um, and uh, Candace Against the Universe. Absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. It should be watched just before the finale of the actual show. Um, And uh, Disney Plus is weird about the order, so make sure if you do watch it, you, you... get the order of the episodes off like wikipedia or something because i don't know why but they're just really messed up okay uh next show i want to talk about star versus the forces of evil oh okay (laughs) um putting your favorite kind of literally not literally show is star yes now star versus the forces of evil is this a uh, series about a princess uh-huh. who is from this different dimension and she bounces through dimensions and um, basically gets sent to Earth to uh, as like a punishment kind of. Like a, like a, a boarding school, I guess would be the best <laughs> Boarding relation. school, because Earth is boring <laughs> enough to be a boarding school. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the first season is a lot about that, and then as the seasons go on, you get more about the other dimensions, about where the princess is from, and a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so, why is this your favorite of these kinds of shows? So, I think with a lot, like a lot of these shows, they start off being kind of juvenile, and it kind of catches you off guard, and I think it's just kind of to get it on the network. That's mm-hmm, what Steven mm-hmm. Universe does. Yeah, like the first half of season one is exhausting. It's not great, no. Um, but, like, I think that Star handles stuff like... Um, it's it's really interesting because without spoiling too much, uh, it does deal a lot with like racial tension and that's um, true. Mm-hmm. That's this very interesting mental health representation. I'm gonna go out and say it. Star Butterfly has ADHD. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Is a wonderful representation of such. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Because she has her hyperfixations. She has her lack of being able to pay attention. Oral She's, fixation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Marker is a very non-traditional boy protagonist for uh, a, a, a show in the genre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he's a soft boy. He's also kind of a badass. And 
uh, show wants to smash the patriarchy. He actually <laughs> says, let's smash the patriarchy. So, I, it's not criminal to be an individual. It's not criminal to be an individual. <laughs> uh, the, the show's so good because on top of all the mental health stuff, it dr- addresses a lot of kind of like um, gender and um, sexuality stuff. Where Star will have moments where she is clearly a little bit bisexual. Oh, yeah, she absolutely, like in a single episode, will go from, I want to marry her, to I want to marry him, to why not both? (laughs) They, Disney breaks a lot of its traditional molds with this. Like, it it challenges a lot of its norms and and societal, like, like correctness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that. And it's kind of got a backdoor Fallout Boy song in it, so... Oh my gosh. One of the... Um, Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy voices one of the characters in it and he sings like a song in it and it's so good. Um, it is another show with fantastic music. Yes. Uh, even though it doesn't have a lot of lyrical like interludes, it does do uh, a lot of just really good musical stuff. Like if you if you like movie music or TV show music, Star's got great music. Also, it's pretty. Rainbows. Candy narwhals. It's All of Star's pretty. attacks like, got like cupcake blast. It's It's bright. Bright, fun, rainbow glitter explosion. There's also a whole realm that gives you baby brain if you stay there too long. There is a baby brain <laughs> realm. Honestly. You're right. Watch watch it in little space, and once they get to baby brain realm, you go, oh, that's where I want to be. <laughs> so that, that's my favorite. Thank you so much. That is a great pick. Okay, I, I'm done shilling now. So <laughs> you go, you go. I'm going to get my check from Mama Disney. <laughs> I, I can't recommend Star enough either. Ugh, it's so good. Star has, I want to say, four seasons. I don't know. Um, I don't think it has a movie. So, uh, but it is over, and the ending is very final and very uh, exciting. So, you know what it has? Uh, I think that we almost missed. Hmm. Huge Sailor Moon vibes. It. I think it picks up the mantle of Sailor Moon. It's where... like a Western version of that magical girl anime yeah. trope. You know. Um, I, I, I'm not too into Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, the the new sh- series, mm-hmm. and I, I think Star picks up the mantle better than that does of like where the Sailor Moon esque anime or not even anime but like cartoon kind of thing uh, is going as we enter the modern era. Yep. Okay, that's that. Huh. All right. Uh, I want to jump to something a little different. If you want to jump to something different, you want to jump to Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Over the Garden Wall, this is a very short 10-episode TV show. And That's better done as a long movie. Yeah, the episodes are only like 10 minutes. You can literally watch the whole thing in one sitting. It's like it's like an uh, like two hours long once you put it all together. I do want to preface uh, something Kimmy also mentioned earlier. She talked about uh, shows being scary. Now, this is a scary show. I mean, spooky. in a... Yeah, spooky show. But I think that that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... it's I, I like having, like, a spooky little children's show as, like, a, a thing. It's, it's when you are... Your stomach is sick from having too many sugar flower candy shows. You can enjoy this, this completely different show that is nothing like that. It's not bright rainbow explosions. It is something very different it's a very kind of like discover yourself in a middle school way kind of show Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. the characters are extremely uh unique 
and defined, uh, it's also really weird. So like weird things happen all the time. Kind of Gravity Falls-esque, um, but a little bit darker. I, uh, that's a good, it's a darker Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, it has some scary villains, but kind of scary the way Princess and the Frog is scary, in my opinion. <laughs> not like um, scary like, like... Like, it's not creepy. The Ring. Yeah. Or whatever. I think that's it's only not horror. horror. Movie, I, I would never call it horror, but I would call it spooky. Spooky, for sure. It definitely has good Halloween vibes. Every year for Halloween, we wind up watching this at some point. Also, um, fun music. It has great music, musical direction. It has a few, um, like, I think it has one or two, no, three vocal tracks that are mm-hmm. just fun and engaging. It's a little poetic, so, like, if you want to read into a lot of the things people say, you kind of can because Wirt is is really pretentious, but in a in an interesting way. It's it's something that I would recommend uh, any time of year, but especially if you really want those Halloween baby vibes, getting dressed up in your costume, plopping down, and just devoting some little time to to watching this show. It's a really fun thing to do. It's one of those shows where um, if you want to cuddle in, like, your caregiver's lap and be like, oh, I'm so scared, and, like, like have like them play with your hair, that this is a good way to do it. Absolutely. It's, I think, ten episodes. It is over. It is great. Um, the ending is great. Uh, I think even watching it a second or third time, you pick up on a lot of the stuff you didn't the first time. Um, it's basically a yearly tradition for us. It really is. Huh. Okay, your turn. Pick a thing. My turn. I want to talk about uh, a super duper short one. Go for it. Bee and Puppy Cat. <laughs> Bee and Puppy Cat's so good. <laughs> okay, Bee and Puppy Cat fits into the same kind of theme as Hilda in that it's this very colorful, unique show, but the characters in it are young adults. Mm-hmm. They're like in their 20s. Instead of being like kids, they're, they're young adults, and the premise is trying to get a job and pay for things. <laughs> and it's so funny. But it but it's silly enough and, and, and adventure enough that it still grabs you with those little vibes. And it's it's awkward, but like in a cutesy, like kind of talking to your friends way. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you go to these different worlds to like do different jobs, and that's cool. Um, Puppy Cat's an amazing <laughs> mascot for the show. Uh and all in all, there's not a whole lot to say about it because it came out like maybe three, four, five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's one season long, which is only like ten episodes ish, uh, maybe been... twelve. And they're really short; they're like five, six minute episodes, so it, it, you can you watch can... the whole thing in an hour. Exactly what I was gonna say. Um, it allegedly will have another season coming at some point, but that's been in production, the production playpen for for ages, and nobody knows when it's getting let out to have a change. <laughs> and the end of um, season one does it doesn't leave you in a cliffhanger but it does leave you with a lot of questions unanswered and um, definitely makes you excited for season two so <laughs> I I really do look forward to season two I, I want it really bad um, yeah okay uh, let me grab a new one I do want to talk about Adventure Time yeah I think that no list uh, of childish TV shows uh, can really not have Adventure Time at least discussed because it, 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 it's unique. Now, 
I don't know how much I'd consider this a literally literally show. Um, I'd say middle is maybe a closer uh, modifier there. And to be fair, I don't think we've really addressed stuff that middles would enjoy uh, enough on this list. It it's probably got some Steven Universe kind of vibes, um, but it's a little bit more action adventure mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about this like you guys haven't seen it, but like the show's <laughs> been out for a billion years, and we're sure you've seen it. Um, but. It has a very, very unique, interesting world space. So you kind of run into that thing with Hilda and with Star where you kind of discover a lot about the world as you watch it. A lot of the episodes are filler, which kind of feel like if you're if you're watching it in too adult a headspace, they feel redundant. Yeah. But if you're watching them in a kind of literally headspace, are very fun. Um, it's silly. Like, it's unpredictable. Things happen all the time that are very silly. But also, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of fighting. There's no blood or anything. But there is a lot of stuff like that. It's, it deals... If, if you are feeling like toe-sucking toddler to your baby, it might not be the, the right show for that kind of time. But uh, if you're just feeling, like, kind of little and, like, you want to really engage with something, uh, it, it is definitely a good candidate. I think one of my favorite things about it is the show's very long-running. It's ten seasons long. And because of this, because it's so long, you see the characters change drastically from the beginning of the show till the end of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, it happens so slowly that you don't kind of notice it happening until it's it's already happened. And you're like, oh, like, that's that's so different than, than it used to be. And you, you didn't even really know how you got there because it, w- it happened so slowly. Honestly, I love this show so much. Um, if I were closer to middle, uh, it would probably be my favorite show on this list. Um, but it's, it's a little too big for my little side. Um, Mm -hmm. but it it is definitely worth a check to see if, if it is compatible with, with your little vibes. It also has a lot of songs. The, uh, (laughs) the show writer and songwriter for Steven Universe does, I think like 90% of the vocal tracks in Adventure Time, especially in the later seasons. Um... So it's it it's got some great songs and and I think Bimo is a great uh, addition for little like littles like mm-hmm. like there are episodes that are very middly but I think that any Bimo episode is, is immediately a little, little episode yeah hardcore little feels yeah and uh, the show being that it vacillates so much between those middly littly vibes it could be a good show if you want a bit of a, a, a roller coaster where you don't just want to dive full into baby niche but maybe you just kind of want to chill on the edge and oh i feel a little now oh well i'm kind of coming out of it oh but i feel so baby now um and that can be fun too yep adventure time is 10 seasons long and it has a new kind of like offshoot show that is only two episodes long and will be four episodes long um it ends very conclusively and very concretely and uh, very rewarding you feel you feel like you got it's, out of the show it's you got wanted. a good payoff very good end um so that's that's that yes okay your turn next okay something along those same kind of adventure time vibes in terms of energy uh but not exactly the same i would say is infinity train Okay, this is definitely getting to more middle territory mm-hmm, than little mm-hmm. territory. But at the same time, there are some episodes of Infinity Train where um, they do things that are extremely... Like, it really resonates with a little side of you. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the cars they go to, some of the adventures they have. Once again, it's very adventure a lot like Hilda is. Um, but it's... 
it's also like a bit of like a I don't say modern fantasy is the wrong way, but like modern mysticism would mm-hmm. be the better way to put it. It's modern supernatural. Yeah. Um, it's it's very interesting, very compelling. It's it's got a lot of intrigue, a lot a lot of depth. It's the kind of show that uh, will really really engage you. I think the best thing about it though is that every season follows a different character. And the characters all are so unique and have their own problems. And not just the main characters, but the characters that travel with the main character, mm-hmm. the the villains, the the characters they run into. I think every single person that you meet throughout the show has has such a defining both problem and like personality that you can identify with someone. Mm-hmm. I have a character there that my problem in as a person is the same as their problem. Absolutely. And watching them resolve their problem actually is very um it's Cathartic. it's almost yeah, it's helpful, like validating and uh kind of helps me see some of the the ways that I think about the world and mm-hmm. maybe how those are hurting me. Um, it's a great mental health show. I think it's a great way for people to kind of learn and grow through through television, through media. It's I I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's I can't recommend it enough. It's it's so engaging. It is so interesting, and I think a special quality that has, like Sophie mentioned, uh, where it, each season follows a different uh, protagonist um, with a whole different story. It's a unique situation where you can really get engaged with the world space, but have a lot of diversity in the characters. Like you, you don't, you're, you're not going to get bored of it. Like you might with Adventure Time six seasons in, which I can't, I, I didn't get bored of it, but some people might, especially in their little space. It, it keeps you engaged in fun new ways, and uh, I think that's important in its own right. The downside of Infinity Train, in a little sense, but maybe not a middle sense, is um, it's. It doesn't pull punches. Yeah. Some people can get hurt. People can die. Like it is. It is a serious, serious show. It's. It's definitely um, that. Those are definitely big things to consider if you are considering watching this one as as a little show. But uh, there are some things about it that are extravagant and um, so curious. Chloe and I watched this, and you you guys may remember an episode where we did a a. A discussion on Infinity Train <laughs> and how we wanted to figure out how many cars of the show we would actually want to go to and how many <laughs> we would hate. Um, but the sheer adventure of the whole thing just brings back this childish, like, pretending you're a Power Ranger vibe, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just love that. And it's it's always dressing these kind of, like, teens or young adults who are running into problems in the world. And I really respect that. Uh, that is four seasons and uh, a series of shorts online between seasons one and two that I recommend watching um, before watching season two. Uh, the show, each season has its own conclusive end. And they, they feel very, very uh, fulfilling to get to. Yeah, so you don't run into a problem of um, like being, being dragged along forever waiting for a payoff. Yeah, and you also don't have to worry about the end of the show not being good enough because the end of the show is technically, it happens four times. <laughs> so, like, okay. I think we have one more on this list. Yes, okay. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you really excited? Yeah. 
This is this might be the littlest show on our list. It absolutely is. It's probably maybe tied with Hilda for littlest show. I would I would say it is dipping its toes in the water of those baby baby shows. Yes, it, it is. is. Just narrowly avoiding them and staying on but our list. I will explain why it is not in a second. Mm-hmm. It's We Bear Bears. We Bear Bears. Um, it, I, I want to preface this with how little a show this is for you. Anytime Sophie would watch this with somebody, she would demand, and I don't mean like she would whine. I mean she would demand, stomp her feet and huff, that they sing the theme song with you have her. To sing the theme song. She would not progress the show. I unless would put some... subtitles on if people didn't know the words. Even if Pudding is half asleep, like 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 dozing off in her chair, Sophie would be like, "You have to sing the theme I song." Have to sing the theme song. <laughs> Every, everyone in this house had to learn it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But it is very episodic. It is, um, it's a very syndicated show. The episodes don't really have a lot of meaning or bearing on one another. There are some exceptions to this where certain characters who are recurring have different elements that factor into later episodes. But I wouldn't say, with the exception of maybe some of the Ice Bear Lint-like narrative episodes, Mm -hmm. I don't think any of them are required watching previous episodes. Um, but basically the premise is these three bears... Who are just treated like people, I guess. No one questions these talking <laughs> bears. I don't understand it exactly. And it's not like, oh, well, maybe all bears can talk. Because it's just them. All bears can't talk. It's just these three. Um, <laughs> but they live in San Francisco. And um, you you get to see them trying to integrate with, with just normal everyday life. And you think like, oh, like a bear might integrate with life. No, 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 that's not it. It's like how an awkward person might, because they all have their own like thing that makes them not blend into the, the, uh, the, the populace. And it's sure not, it's not fur or claws. (laughs) Right. It's just like, uh, like one of them's really socially awkward one of them like is oblivious is oblivious um so they don't really integrate very well um but they have each other and that's really great and it's charming i think what they what they deal with actually and why the, the reason why this is not strictly a little show is that almost every episode they are dealing with young adult problems <laughs> they they are bumping into issues that i think a a teenager or a young adult would face in their life and um, I think what's really great about it is, uh, one, it's funny. It's very funny. It's very, it's just, so, it's so fun to, to watch this stuff happen. And sometimes it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. like even the first episode. It's really so wild. It's really high energy. Yeah, it's very high energy. Um, but it, it also shows you that it's okay to be this weird, different kind of person and that people can still really love you and appreciate you anyway. And um, I think that's kind of the, a big premise of the show is because a lot of the people, even the people who find the bears very weird, they treat them with kindness mm-hmm. and respect. And with the exception of like one character, everyone is extremely accepting and wholesome. It's, it's a very heartwarming sweet lovely soft show for when you really want those like soft little space hours when you want to just fab out and relax but still have have kind of uh like mature concepts going on it 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 strides that line between baby baby and mature shows yep 
All right, uh, We Bear Bears, I think, has three seasons, but the third season's really long, or maybe it's technically four seasons, and they broke the third season up or something. And then there's also a movie that wraps everything up at the end. Um, they talk about doing a spinoff show about, like, the baby bears. Oh, there are episodes where they're just babies, and you oh, get to yeah. see flashbacks, and, ah, oh, it's so, it's so <laughs> good, but it's like, you get to see how things were, and it definitely has diff- a different vibe for those episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but uh, they talked about doing a spinoff of that. I don't know if that's actually happening. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it. I kind of like the, the mix of the two, but... It might go too far into baby-baby territory. Yeah, the baby bear episodes um, happen more frequently as the show goes on as well. So even though there's only like one or two in the first season, you wind up getting a lot by the last season. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's all our shows. Those are our, our concepts of if you if you were not a fan of baby shows... These are some shows you can it's, watch to take that place. It's Baby's First TV Guide. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, it's like Big, Bigger TV Guide. Baby's, Baby's Big TV Guide. Big Baby's TV Guide. Big Baby's TV Guide. Something like that. <laughs> okay, that's it, though. We're I hope, done. I hope, I hope this list was informative. I hope that it gave you some good ideas, something to really engage with. And uh, are also, also, if you guys have seen like half the shows on this list and you're, you need a new show, the other ones are probably going to be ones you really enjoy. Absolutely. Like, these all have very unique vibes but all have very similar themes and engagement levels and if maybe we didn't talk about like a show on here or we missed it um that you think we should really really mention next episode or that we should just check out you should email us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com yep um actually there are two shows that we didn't talk about that i wish we could have talked about which are my little pony friendship is magic oh, absolutely um and uh owl house because um, both of these shows seem to really fit the mold that we're talking about, but we haven't finished either of them. So I actually I didn't want to talk about something we hadn't finished yet. Um, My Little Pony runs into a problem where I'm at the end of, or I just finished season one, and it just doesn't really have any narr- narrative elements. It's, it's not, it's it, not engaging. Right now yeah. it's baby show, but yeah. I hear it gets into kind of this more middle territory. Um, And Owl House is fantastic, but we just are only a few episodes in, so... <sighs> okay. That's our list. That's our TV guide. Yep. Um, You can follow us and support us on Patreon and vote on this. We don't have a bet. TV show bet. TV show bet. Okay. Uh, obviously mine's Hilda. Obviously mine's Phineas and Ferb. Okay. <sighs> You're probably going to win because I think more people have seen Phineas and Ferb. Probably. But we'll see. So let's, let's flesh out the bets so people know what they're voting on. I think that Phineas and Ferb uh, fits what we're talking about more. It, it is easier to consume in little space and, and engaging enough to keep people going and keep people feeling little and soft. Okay. And I think Hilda is the better literally vibe show that still has adult engagement. I personally, I, 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 I'm interested to see what people think, but I wouldn't pit these two up against each other. They're, they're, they're strong, firm allies, not opponents. Right. But I think the fact that we picked our favorites is, I think that's cool. Like, I, I like seeing our bets be just, like, what we like instead of actually trying to compete. Absolutely. Okay, usual bet. Usual bet. Um, so, that's patreon.com slash Pudding. Where? Or, 
or subscribe star.adult slash Pudding. I think I'm going to add where else. <laughs> where else? That's good. Where else? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so thanks Mimi for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for our wonderful cover art. And uh, thank you, Kimmy, for your wonderful contribution to our show. Hopefully we'll get back to a regularly scheduled Shame on Kimmy soon. Yeah, we'll get there. You can find her at <laughs> bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.